coming to you with another episode of A Day in the Life of the Alpha Woman, the official podcast of the Easy Breezy Life Community. Before we jump into today's topic, the purpose of the Easy Breezy Life is to bring together our global community of women who are fierce, focused, and fired up to share our wisdom nuggets, tools, and strategies and ways we get through life so that we can level up together. If this is your first time joining us, I'm your big sis here at the Easy Breezy Life. Some people call me a Sada O, Sada Star, or Big Is, depending on where you meet me in these streets. And it's so important that I let you know that everything we share on here is for education and entertainment purposes only, which means if you find yourself triggered, I strongly want to encourage you to check out our website and some of the resources that we share through our newsletters about how you can get professional help today, because the Easy Breezy Life is a group project. So how are we doing? I'm gonna tell you how I'm doing. It's been raining all day and it's just been wonderful. The rain feels like a healing rain right now. And I love it. I love the sound. It makes me wanna snuggle. It makes me wanna cuddle, have some soup. Um, Yeah, how are y'all doing? You know, it is December tomorrow. And I just can't even believe that we're walking into this last month of the year. And it has been a fantastic year, but also a trying year for me and my family. Uh, For those of you who are not aware, I have a child with complex medical and developmental needs, and it takes a lot of mental energy to manage his life, love him, care for him, and all that comes with him. And it takes a lot for my husband and I. This is one of the reasons why today's episode is particularly special to me. Uh, The mom who is joining us today is the mother of a young girl named Eliza, who is diagnosed with um, something called CHARGE, and it creates a series of developmental and medical needs for her daughter. What is so inspiring about this mom is I encountered her through one of my mom influencer groups on Instagram, and she was just sharing all of the progress and happy moments um, that she was having with Eliza during the pandemic. And I saw her be the nurse, be the therapist, be the doctor, be all of these things for her daughter. And um, I could just see that she was so vibrant. And as you know, the journey here has been all about loving, living and healing and finding ways to move past tragedy and trauma for myself and for some of the women who have come on to the uh, podcast this season. But I think what's particularly special is that this is an episode that is going to hit home for me and anyone who knows me personally. Um, I have not been as vocal about my child's needs and what it means for me and my family on a day-to-day basis. And it's really because uh, my husband and I have found myself surrounded by (laughs) some of the most incredible human beings I've ever met in life who simply just lack basic human compassion. And I say that gently because I have uh, many better choice words that I could use, but none of them would be glorifying the Lord, just being honest. So for today's episode, um, I know we usually play Black Card Revoked, but we're going to do something different where I'm going to set an intention card. And my intention card today says, what did you learn from your biggest regret? The first thing that I want to say is that my biggest regret is spending my last pregnancy surrounded by people who were not sensitive to what my family was walking through. Um, I am someone who 
when someone tells me about a personal trial or struggle they're going through, I try to honor and preserve that personal trial and struggle and not really share it with anyone. Unfortunately for me and how life goes, I don't always find myself surrounded by people who understand that level of honor in people's information and people's stories. It may also be because I have a social work background. Um, I work in higher ed. And so I understand that there are certain topics that are sensitive and highly confidential. And so I keep those things as such. But I also understand that if we don't have these conversations, people may never be educated. So my biggest regret as I mentioned, and the lesson that I learned from it was when I am going through something delicate, I only surround myself with people who can either cover me or support me um, in that arena. When I find myself surrounded by people who either refuse to acknowledge or understand my circumstances, especially after being a special needs mom, I remove myself from the situation. This is very challenging for people to understand when you come from tight-knit African communities because people tend to make the issues about them, take it personal, so on and so forth, not understanding that for special needs mom and the mothers of children with complex needs, people ain't got energy for all of that. The other thing that is has been interesting for me is, you know, I watched my mom grow up in a, a live in a community and raise my youngest brother um, in a community that was uninformed, uneducated, and lacked compassion as well. And I saw how it deteriorated her health, her mental health, and the stability of our family because they continued to allow access to people who wanted to take, 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 and never pour back. As such, my lessons from watching my mom and watching myself is not I, said the cat, Um, You will find in the story that we share today between myself and the mom who is coming on is that one thing that is consistent for many special needs mom is a lack of tolerance when fully functioning adults uh, lack the ability to understand basic concepts of boundaries and support and just care. Right. And so because my personality is wired in a certain kind of way, I've simply decided during the pandemic that there are many personalities and individuals that I simply do not engage because um, being a choleric doesn't change because you're a special needs mom. People will still get the clap back. But I think it is so important to open up in this way because it might help people step outside of themselves, um, take a a view away from self-centeredness and understand what it really means to be a mom to a child with special needs. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. We're not even going to do a commercial. We're going to go right into it. All right. And we are back. Joining me today is Lorenza, and she is the mother of two beautiful daughters, Maya, who is 15, and Eliza, who is four. Eliza has complex medical needs. At six months old, she was diagnosed with a rare syndrome called CHARGE, which affects her in many ways. She loves sharing all of the positive achievements that uh, that Eliza is making, as well as sharing what a determined little girl she is. Their recent project was learning basic British sign language to try and teach everybody and break down some of the communication barriers that Eliza faces as a result of being deaf. Welcome today. How are you? Uh, Yeah, good. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. 
Wow. Thank you so much for your willingness to share. You know, um, as I mentioned, A Day in the Life of the Alpha Woman has listeners from across 37 countries. And one of the areas that I really wanted to bring and highlight on this platform is the experience of being a special needs mom, um, an experience that for me has been very isolating, uh, very difficult for people who are not walking through to understand. So being able to bring you on for our listeners to understand, but also because of the way that I see you share your story on Instagram, I feel so inspired and motivated to do more and to keep on believing and keep on pressing with my son and his therapies. Because sometimes you're doing those therapies and you just feel like we're mm-hmm. going. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about your journey? Because I'm guessing that you had to go through stages of grief um, before getting to this place where you can positively engage Eliza. Um, yeah, okay. It's been a, obviously a long journey. Um, I had a happy, normal, healthy pregnancy. Um, everything was going great until um, shortly after the birth, we realised something wasn't quite going to plan. Um, so it was shortly after birth that we realised Eliza was really poorly. Um, we spent about 10 weeks in high intensity um, care unit. Um, and this is where it just felt like each day there was a different drama or hurdle to overcome. Um, you'd think you'd had enough bad news that day and there'd be something else. It was just um, a hard time. Um, and then she finally got the tracheostomy, which at the time felt like, um, yeah, like the world had ended. What even is a tracheostomy? Um, I don't know. I didn't know, I asked and the surgeon thought I was mad um, for not knowing. Um, Who knows that? How do you know what that is when you never need it? No, no, I've never seen anybody. So obviously I went onto Google and it was all adults or old people. There was no positive images of children with tracheostomies. Um, So it's hard to picture Eliza as a seven-week-old baby with a tube coming out of her neck. Um, And I wasn't prepared to you know, nothing could prepare you to see that for the first time. Um, it was heartbreaking the first time I saw the tracheostomy. Um, but yeah, so we learned how to look after the tracheostomy. We brought it home. Obviously, you'll understand how that bringing them home is challenging and scary. Um, but yeah, it soon just became our new normal. And yeah, we just pushed on with keeping up with a, a normal life getting out as much as possible and enjoying everything that we can and not letting it hold her back at all right so i noticed in some of your instagram posts um that you are very hands-on with her that you it's it's almost as if you are all the things you are the nurse you are the therapist you are doing all of those things talk about that experience for you Uh, again it's something surreal really I, i had no experience medically before eliza um, and I possibly was quite squeamish before Eliza. So the first time watching the surgeon do the trachea change um, a week after she had the tracheostomy was very scary to watch. And I didn't think I was going to be able to do it, but I'm really, I'm not, nothing will phase me now. I just, yeah, you just got to get on with it. And I feel like she takes the therapies and the medical procedures better if it comes from me. I just feel like she responds better. 
You are so right. So um, I have to also agree with you and say that one of the blessings of the pandemic is that I've been able to work home and to see um, the way my son is more responsive because we are the ones doing the therapy with him. And, you yeah. know, he was like in, in nine weekly therapy sessions before, but just being able to receive the love from his parents, the attention from yeah. his parents has made the world of a difference for him. So it's been fantastic for us. Yeah, I do. I definitely think um, the benefit from from us, yeah. from the care that we give rather than they don't tend to get the care from the, the medical professions the same as they would from us. It's a job to them, but it's a life to us. Right, right. So, you know, what's interesting about being a mom for a complex baby is I know that there's taking care of the child, then there's taking care of all of the umbrella that comes yeah. Child, the doctor's appointments, the paperwork, sometimes the medical bills. How did your family address this part of caring for your child? Again, had at first, when we first came home from hospital, it, we were having one, two appointments a day. Um, some in the local community, some at the home, some at the children's hospital, which is about 30 minutes away. Um, just endless amounts of appointments. It was just constantly just appointments spinning around my head um, ordering more medication more equipment just the to-do list it was well you you know it's just constant um, but I soon again got into the swing of it and it's like Eliza has taught me how to be organized and having a child with complex needs you, you I don't think you would survive it if you wasn't organized um, so she has improved I feel like she has improved my like my personality in a way so yeah. that's so wonderful that is so wonderful and so how do you make sure that you take care of you as mom um it's hard work especially at the moment in the pandemic um because I'm doing all the cares at the moment I'm not accepting any help in the home right um, so yeah it's hard to get some time alone at the moment um but prior to COVID I would try and get a little bit of time for myself mm -hmm. um, walking the gym things like things just to take your mind off yeah. all the, the jobs you've got waiting for you at home um yeah. but she's recently started school two days a week so okay. yeah that's been challenging based on what I've seen of her on Instagram she just seems like such a bubbly high energy friendly little girl yeah she so is resilient Oh, yeah, nothing keeps her down. Nothing keeps her down. Never. Um, it takes a lot to take that smile off her face. Um, she makes friends wherever she goes. So how has the community of support been for you? We've got a really good support team around us, to be honest. Um, yeah, really good support team. We're friends, family, medical profession. Yeah, we're we're lucky that in that. So wonderful. That's the one. I think that's what allows you to come on and share so much light with that journey. Yeah, I think so. So if there is a mom who's listening, just because I've been in this position before, who is, who is grappling with getting a diagnosis on their child for the first time, right? Be it autism, be it um, a complex medical need, something that is drastically going to alter their life. What would yeah. you say to them? Um... I'd say I know at this moment in time it feels like the world is probably crumbling at your feet and you probably don't know how to pick up the pieces but um, it does get better it does get easier and we're living a happy normal life 
Um, I wouldn't have Eliza any other way because she wouldn't be Eliza without the trachea, the hearing aid. She wouldn't be, she wouldn't have the same personality. So, yeah. Aww. So it's also accepting our children. And I think so. Yeah, I think that's what you have to do. Accept this is your child and how you're going to move forward from that and make life happy and easier for yourself, I guess, because it is tough. Um, it is tough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as you look forward, you know, one of the things that I try not to do is I really go one day at a time. With, yeah. with my child and saying, today, we're going to celebrate this one. Today, we're going to practice eating. Today, yeah. these are the things that uh, we're focusing on and not comparing their journey to other people. There might yeah. be moms who may be struggling with that, right? Struggling with looking at typically developing um, children and then thinking like, you know, self-blame. I think, you know, self-blame and a lot of things can come into play in this community. What would you say? Um you know, is there any kind of words of encouragement that we could leave these mothers with? It is hard. And like you said, you need to look at your child. Um, and like you said, every win, every little achievement is a win. It doesn't really matter what other children are doing around your child or other complex needs children are doing. Um, it's just little, enjoying the little things and the progress that you make with your own child. It's all progress. Um, and it is hard. I remember taking Eliza to mother and baby groups with all healthy children and happy mums talking about feeding and all the happy sleepless nights they've had. And you're just sat there not being able to relate to a, a single thing that these mums are, are talking about. And it, it is isolating. Um, yeah, it is hard. But... I did actually manage to find some complex need mums through some of these mm. mother and toddler groups. I've made a fantastic friend, um, Carol, who's actually set up her own charity recently um, in honour of her child. And there is other mums out there in our situation. You're so right. And I think for me, what was most inspiring, um, especially as a working mom, was finding other working moms who had children with complex need, who had gone on in their careers, who had gone on to be vice presidents and do all those things that let me know, oh, this is possible. There is there is joy on the other side. You can still be all of those things. It requires you to move differently, right? Like I think yeah. for me, one of the things that I've noticed and for any of the moms listening in is I don't engage in any relationship that's not filling my cup because mm -hmm. my day-to-day -day life takes so much from me. And by the time I do work, by the time I do school, by the time I engage with my family at home, any external relationship has to be filling my cup. Otherwise, yeah. I just can't. Yeah, no, I, I agree. We're not, it, I feel like having a child with complex needs, your tolerance level is just... It goes down, right? For the everyday things. I, I'm so happy to hear you say that because I thought it was just me. It, no. It's like the behaviors that I could tolerate from, um, let's say, typically functioning adults before. Yeah. Now I'm just like, I have no time. I, yeah. I'm going to ask you a direct question. I want a direct answer. If you cannot give that, I'm moving on because I must preserve this energy for yeah. the life that I'm living. <gasps> Thank you for saying that. I thought it was just me and getting grumpy in my old age. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you for saying that. Uh, no, it's just, it definitely, I just, you can't, you've not got the time or the patience anymore. It's, 
Yeah. And for me, I grew up with a brother with autism. And so my tolerance already right. <laughs> was a little bit lower because my mom always involved us in his care. But now yeah. it's just like, no, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I'm very no, quick to I, say no, thanks. Yeah. Which is good. We have to, we have to say no. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Thank you for saying wow. that. So you hear that any mom who's listening in today, if you are feeling like you're looking around and you don't have any tolerance and it's probably because your life is so much more complicated and you can't figure out what everybody's complaining about around you, if you're not alone in that. Um, yeah. I think uh, what Lorenza said is just so important. It is so important, even if it's on Facebook. And now I know that Facebook can be really stressful and there's like a lot of distraction on there. But sometimes you find really solid communities. Like for me, one of those communities was Preemie Parents Club and it just helping me get through the NICU and giving so many resources um, to yeah. get to the other side. And so I really want to encourage our listening moms today. When you have a child with special needs, you must become the epitome and the gatekeeper of preserving your energy and your positivity and your life, yeah. protecting it with everything that's in you. Yeah, definitely. And finding other mums in similar situations, like you said, it, be it in person or on social media. Like you, if you've not been in our shoes, other mums just won't understand the sort of things that we go through. It's um, not, not a bad thing. But it's good that they don't understand, but you need somebody to relate to. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Lorenza. Um, I appreciate you coming on here and sharing your story and using a little bit to, to inspire the women who are listening in. How can our women find your and Eliza's journey? We're on Instagram at the moment um, and it's at charge onwards and upwards, um, yeah. Eliza. Um, and that's where you can follow us and watch our journey and um, sh sharing all the positive things that she does. I love it. I love it. And I'll absolutely be linking to that Instagram page in our Thanks. episode notes. So please make sure to tune in and, and follow Eliza's very inspiring, um, heartwarming journey. Thank All you. right, ladies. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we will see you next week for another episode of A Day in